0: Welcome into the InvestWell Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. We are joined today with a great guest, Dalton Helby. He's an investment advisor, junior portfolio manager with U.S. Private Wealth. We're going to talk today specifically about growth stocks versus dividend stocks. What is the difference and what should you hold or not hold through a market downturn? Today on the InvestWell Show. All right, so let's jump into it. We got growth stocks, Dalton versus mm-hmm. dividend stocks. Let's start with the basics. You know, a lot of people, sure. when they think about growth stocks, they think about, hey, I'm going to make a bunch of money. It's going to grow, right. grow, grow. It's the next Amazon. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is, but maybe it is. And so, why don't we start out with a little definition from your perspective? Uh, you had a lot of experience in the space now, you're growing and doing a lot of great things. Um, as far as portfolio management and helping families and, and finding right opportunities. But what would you say if you saw kind of a man
1: on the street and you said, hey, what is a growth stock? What would your definition be? Well, a growth stock, uh, in my opinion, is really kind of a blue chip stock. Uh, something. That- what is blue chip? Well, are we chip- playing? Are we going to Vegas now? Blue <laughs> chips, red chips, black chips, and where are we at? Really, what I'm talking about there is uh, companies that are high earnings, mm-hmm. uh, something that's generating high earnings, and you're expecting the share price to reflect that mm-hmm. um, as the earnings increase over the years. Right. So this is an usually newer company. Okay, um, you know something like an Amazon, for example, something yep. that has a high growth mm-hmm. rate. Um, and really doing something different in their selective industries. Yeah, they're not necessarily just steady eddy maintaining, yes. you know, like mm-hmm. a Verizon. Okay,
0: they got some growth opportunity, but they would be a little bit, because they're so big already, mm-hmm. they would be more of a steady eddy kind of Correct. maintaining, they're paying a dividend. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just kind of doing their thing. Okay. So somebody moves over to a dividend stock and maybe I explained it already. I don't know, but (laughs) somebody moves over and says, well, what is a dividend stock
1: essentially, or
0: the idea or the mindset when we're going into buy or invest in a dividend stock? Yeah.
1: Well, the mindset behind investing into a dividend stock is not primarily for growth in the share price. You're not necessarily looking for capital gains. Mm -hmm. Um, you're looking for obviously dividend income. So this is something that, um, you know, it's a stable company, something Mm -hmm. that has good profitable cash flow. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're kicking a nice, steady distribution. Yep. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is a dividend, essentially. Right. Um, and what you look for is really something that's been increasing their dividend over the last several years. Uh, because obviously you want that to increase as time, time moves on.
0: Yeah. And oftentimes you'll hear people
1: talk about the reality of, you know, when we move into
0: market volatility and and really just volatile times as the economy in general, Mm -hmm. consumer discretion and all these kind of things. Like if you think a company like Procter & Gamble, P&G, right, they own all of these different brands uh, and a lot of the brands you use each and every day in your home. Right. Mm -hmm. So they know we're in a place where these products, these really these goods and services, if you will, are going to be purchased regardless of what's happening economically so this is why they talk about more uh, of that type of an angle so when you take a look at investing one of the reasons i wanted to have dalton on is just to talk about the idea of you know what does it look like we've had some experience you know many of you may know in, in our my other life i have several other companies wall private wealth u.s private wealth wall Lehman, a consulting company really just helping families protect grow and reduce taxes on their wealth we've been doing this for years by the way if you have questions about your wealth Second opinion on your wealth. What, what am I doing right now? If you're over a million, head over to leanonthewell.com. If you're less than a million, we've got some great things coming out for you education-wise. I'll talk about that later. But Dalton, mm-hmm. let's talk about the idea of um, what people are thinking. Because here we are right now as we're recording this show at September 7th, 1034 yep. Eastern Time. Mm-hmm. So if you're out in the West Coast, you're sleeping right now. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, as, as this launches, people are going to have questions. They're going to say, hey, market's at all-time highs. True. We've had a mm-hmm. lot of quantitative easing, mm-hmm. right, which is the Fed pumping money into the system through buying treasuries. Mm-hmm. And they're concerned that maybe this economy, this market, this stock market that's just mm-hmm. grown like gangbusters is not sustainable. But oftentimes people know and understand that mm-hmm. growth stocks, because their goal is to grow faster right. than traditional stocks. Mm-hmm they realize that there could be more pullback. What is pullback? Well, it's really just losing money, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the price of the share going from $100 down to 50, okay? Um, and they realize that that could happen with growth stocks, but sometimes right. they mm-hmm. maybe have heard from folks in the past, whether it's firms or advisors, et cetera, mm-hmm. that a dividend stock is, is kind of okay to hold throughout the, the storm. right? Because it's paying the dividend and regardless of what happens, in fact, I had a conversation with a gentleman, you know, the other week in Indiana and we were talking about his situation and he basically said, well, you know, hey, I'm getting these dividends from Mm -hmm. these companies and, you know, my advisors kind of told me it's okay to hold them through a a negative market Mm -hmm. because you're going to get the dividends anyways and then we can wait for the market to recover. Right. Is often the the thought process. Yes. And I think I want to unpack a little bit. Number one, you need to understand what is the dividend that you're receiving right? How much are you receiving for your time there, right? It's, it's like anything else. There's a good and bad and give and a take. And if you're in a place where you have dollars invested in a company, let me just keep it real simple. Let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars invested in a stock and that stock is paying a dividend. That dividend might be one percent or two percent or three percent or four percent or whatever, whatever that yield often it's called as well for the year. So simple math, if you have a hundred thousand dollars and you own a dividend stock, Then you're in a place where that yield for the year, let's just say it's 2% to keep it simple, is $2,000 a year that you get essentially as a paycheck, if you will, that you can either reinvest to buy more shares of that stock or you can take in a what's called a cash distribution. Right. Right. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people do that, Dalton. Yes. You know, and that might go to cash or money market account in their investment account, or maybe it comes out as a check to them when Mm -hmm. they use it as income. And so often it said okay well since the stock is paying this dividend even if the share price changes you can hold it and so i think the question sometimes is maybe that's sound thinking but oftentimes maybe it's not
1: yeah and one of the reasons it wouldn't be is you have to also account for what's going on in that period when there was a market pullback yeah like in 08 for example you know if you held lows um, stock, you know, obviously they pay a distri- distribution, a dividend, yep. um, but they actually ceased increasing their dividend during that mm-hmm. time period mm-hmm. um, because sales were down, obviously, with the mm-hmm. housing market, things like that. Right. Um, so that's one of the things because obviously, you know, one of the goals that I mentioned in the beginning is to look for, you know, something that's going to increase their dividends yeah. as yeah. time moves on. And if you're not doing that, you know, you're not cutting into, you know, inflation, anything like that. You obviously want to keep up with that. Um, another thing is the share price. You don't mm-hmm. know when the share price is going to come back either. Yeah. Um, so really, you have to take a look at how much you know equity do you have in this stock, mm-hmm. and you know how you have to make X amount, obviously, to even get back to even. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that I think you have to account for as well. So when you think about buying into a stock, right? What are you what are you technically doing? And this may
0: be elementary for some of you out there. Maybe some of you this is new, right? But what are you what you're technically doing is you're taking your dollars. Through a custodian like Schwab or TD Ameritrade or Robinhood, a lot of people are excited about that, and other other uh, apps out there that you can invest in today, right? And you're literally taking your dollars and you're saying, "Hey, I'm going to put my money at a custodian, like a thousand dollars a month, or five thousand a month, or a hundred thousand, or millions, or whatever your number is," and you're in a place where you're saying, "I'm going to go buy this stock." Like if you wanted to buy Lowe's, as, mm-hmm. as Dalton mentioned, right, it would be you would type in LOW and hit buy, and then you'd know how many shares you could buy based on your value, right? Um, or you, maybe you wanna buy another stock, maybe it's Apple, or maybe it's a Google, or maybe it's Amazon, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you find the ticker, you buy the stock. Now, when it comes to actually looking at the dividend and how that works in relation to markets, what Dalton said is you wanna find something where the dividend is increasing, but you also have to ask yourself the question, what is the value that you could be losing or where could you be maybe making money other places while you were waiting for that stock to come back. Let me give you a quick example. Wells Fargo is one that we're going to pull up on the screen. And very well-known uh, company, very well-known bank name, right? WFC is the ticker. By the way, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just analyzing what's actually happened in the past so you can kind of understand what we're saying. Right now, Wells, Wells Fargo, the yield is about 1.81%. So if you put $100,000 in and, and, and you buy however much stock you can buy, Uh, of Wells Fargo, which is about $44 a share as of right now, as I'm recording this show, do the math, $100,000 divided by $44, you're going to get X amount of shares. Then they're going to pay you at about a 1.8% annual dividend, right? Just for owning the stock, you're going to get a dividend. Think of it like owning a home. You, You own a home, you purchase the real estate, and now someone's living there and they're paying you rent to stay there. So it's kind of a similar philosophy. You're getting a dividend from that stock. What's interesting, though, is back in March or June really of 2007, Wells Fargo stock was around $36 a share. In December of 2008, it dropped all the way down to about $12 a share. And then it took until about February, roughly January, February of 2013, for it to grow back to over 36 dollars a share so technically if you think about it you were in a place where your hundred thousand dollar value at 36 bucks a share went all the way down to12 dollars a share which is huge I mean that's over fifty mm-hmm. percent drop right correct mm-hmm. and then it goes back up but it takes until basically 13 for that to happen so essentially while your money uh, while your money was recovering it took you know, five years for your money to come back. Mm -hmm. Yes, you were getting a dividend of a couple thousand dollars, almost 2,000 roughly while you were waiting, but it took you five years for your money to come back. And I think the question a lot of times, Dalton, is Mm -hmm. should we hang on to these dividend stocks along uh, a market crash because we're getting that dividend? I often would say, as you mentioned, no, because Mm -hmm.
1: sometimes there are other opportunities that did not lose the same value. Right. And that's one of the key words right there, opportunity. It's an opportunity cost yeah. um, that you're missing out on some other things that might be available, but you don't know that they're out there. Yeah. Uh, so it's about finding the right information about something that's maybe not necessarily on the market, maybe it's an off-market investment, um, where you can have a solid distribution dividend, yeah, but you're not losing you know capital along you know basically in the process.
0: Yeah. And so when you think about that, you always want to be looking at that. just like if you're getting into a growth stock, right and you're saying you like the reddit boards and mm-hmm. people are talking about GameStop and yep. AMC and all bets. this stuff I'm like oh <laughs> my goodness, I'm gonna make 10 billion dollars in three weeks, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> I got my yacht picked out, yep. I got my new Ferrari picked out, I got my new house picked out, I got my new whatever right so you're in a place where you're saying this is going to be unbelievable
1: Mm.
0: and then all of a sudden you realize you don't know what you don't know right you're the last guy out and you you end up losing your shirt (laughs) not only did you not buy your yacht you actually sold your shirt (laughs) hopefully that didn't happen but Mm. you know so when you look at a growth stock you're really saying okay i believe that this has kind of almost unlimited potential now there is targets and yields that a lot of the experts and, 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 and folks will give, where they'll say, Hey, our estimated one year target on this stock is X. So if it's at $10, they say, We think it might go to 20 or 30 or 40, right? But you're willing to take that risk. You're not getting a dividend in that growth stock. You're not getting paid essentially right. to wait
1: mm-hmm.
0: along the way. Um, and then you have your dividends where you dividend stocks where obviously you're getting paid a dividend. Now, some people will move into high yield stocks. Well, they saying, I want a higher yield than just one or two or three or 4%. I want to try and get eight or nine or 10 or seven or eight or whatever percent yield or dividend while I'm waiting with this stock, right? And that helps some of the valuation up and down of the stock. But when you're taking a higher yield, like you've heard it said before, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Oftentimes you're in a place where you are taking on more risk, meaning there could price. be more volatility
1: with the mm-hmm. share price, right? That's exactly right. And if you're getting into those situations, obviously, you know, if you're getting into dividends, you really want something stable, yeah. you know, that's going to be increasing, like I said. So, you know, that's kind of adding on an extra layer that's not as, you know, always necessary if you're going to have more volatility in the mix.
0: Yeah. So what should you do? Should you buy growth
1: stocks? Should you buy dividend
0: stocks? First thing I got to tell you, I don't know exactly your situation, so it'd be like doing a haircut through the screen or the phone or the you know, Bluetooth, however you're listening to this podcast. I don't want to do that. What I do want you to think about and Dalton, we talk about this mm-hmm. a lot through the efficient portfolio process that we have trademarked and some mm-hmm. of the other things that we roll out, right? right. Some of the papers we've wrote and written uh, for Forbes talking about the idea of what should you do in effective planning and portfolio management mm-hmm. and also uh, mitigating risk and all of these other factors. Right. I think the first thing that you need to do is you need to understand, obviously, the basics of what is the difference between growth and dividend. That's great. The second thing you got to ask yourself is, Where are we economically right now? Are we at a market all time highs? Are we in a place where the markets just dropped? So you could be listening to this five years from now and still make a good evaluation because you're saying, okay, where is the market? Well, if the market's at the all time high, you may not be in a situation where you want to just be all in the market. A lot of people look at the investment world where the, you know, Dalton, they say, well, Mm -hmm. the market, the market, the market, the market.
1: Right. And that's not the only place. To try and have opportunity, exactly. And if if you know if you're using dividend stocks as su- kind of like to supplement something else that might be available out there, you just might not be using the right tool for the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like you said, if you try to if you take a hammer and a screw and bang it into the wall, it's going to go into the wall. Yeah. Um, but it's not going to stay in there. Right. So it's just using the correct tool to get the job done, and you know that's. It's not most people's fault because all they know is the market. Yeah. Um, so it's really the process of educating people that there's other things out there available.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And, mm-hmm. and that's what you have to look at. And that's a great analogy, Dalton. You mm-hmm. know, that doesn't mean that hammer knocking that screw out of the wall. doesn't mean the hammer's bad. Oh, this thing. Look at this. The screw came out. I'm throwing this hammer away. I will never use a hammer again. <laughs> well, that's stupid, right? Because hammers are designed to hit nails into the wall. That's what they're made for. So if you use the hammer <laughs> for the screw... And the screw backs out because you didn't use the screwdriver and screwed it in uh, with, with the rivets or whatever they're called on the screw. Well, now you're in a place. Somebody that's an expert is going to say, yeah, well, here's exactly what be like, what oh, are, That's right? not the right terminology. <laughs> here's exactly <laughs> what it's called. The point is you don't use it for that, right? I mean, just like if you're out in the golf course, maybe this is a little bit more relatable. Well, you're not going to use your, your driver when you're on the green. You could. They're probably not going to have you back at the club, right? (laughs) But you're not going to use your driver on the glean. You're going to be in a place you're going to use the right club for the job. Same way with investments. So we really want you thinking in the reality and in the fact that there are more investments than just stocks. There are more investments than just growth stocks and dividend stocks or things that are on the market. You may say, well, that's why I buy ETFs so I can have diversity and it kind of represses a little bit of my downturn. That's good. Nothing wrong with that. Or maybe you're, you're buying mutual funds or maybe you're buying bonds or maybe you're buying other things. But those are all still to some degree connected to market volatility and movement, and momentum. What you may not know is there's a lot of opportunity that's mm-hmm. off the stock market right? There's yep. some really great insurance-based contracts. There's some really great alternative structures. There's some really great private equity. There's some really great yes. opportunities out there that I really believe, Dalton, a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available. Yeah. So the yeah, key right. to all this is evaluation. That's all I'm saying. Make sure that if you're in a place where you buy gross stocks, you know you're buying it, you're taking on a little bit more risk, but the opportunity is you can make a lot more money. With dividend stocks, you're buying it to pay a little bit of a dividend, makes you feel good. You're getting that check along the way, whether Mm -hmm. it's quarterly or semi-annually or monthly or however they pay out. But you're also in a place where if the market moves and goes negative, you could lose a bunch of money and wait for that to come back. So maybe there's a better opportunity or maybe there's different opportunity based on your net worth you need to be looking at along the way. Dalton, I'll give you the last second to last word here. Anything okay. else you want to share to someone that is that I think would be helpful for them on the journey?
1: Yeah. I think one of the things you have to be thinking about is you know, obviously what I always say, diversifying outside of the markets as mm-hmm. opposed to diversifying within them. Yeah. Um, we want to be in the markets. We love the markets. Yep. I'm a market guy. So are you. Yeah. Um, but we want to be in the market to really grow as opposed to trying to put every single piece of the portfolio. Yeah and every different, you know, need into the market. Mm-hmm. So you have to have different branches. And I think that's really important to be thinking about. Yeah. I think
0: when you're younger, you know, you're kind of going to be a little
1: bit limited because
0: your amount right. of net worth. So the market is kind of the newest game in town and probably potentially the best game in town, yeah. unless you are a business owner or you are an aspiring business owner, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a little side note for another time, right? The best investment you can make is in you, And that may just be growing you. It may not be in your own business. Maybe just be growing your mind. That's for another conversation. But when you're younger, investing in the market is a good opportunity. Obviously, real estate and other things you can do as well, a great opportunity. When you're older and you're in a place or maybe you're younger and you have wealth as well, but maybe you're in a place where you say, you know, I got some wealth and maybe the market isn't the only game in town. And what else is out there? Right, And you also want to take different levels of risk with the money that you have. So if you have questions, you're saying, you know, I, I, what should I do? I really don't know where to go. There's a lot of great information by heading over to leanonthewall.com. Great team there. Again, leanonthewall.com. Great team there that can help guide through. They can do a 15-minute call, a Zoom call, whatever it may be. A lot of educational videos. I would love to have our team also send out to you. We have a, a video that I did, almost a TED Talk style video, on the Efficient Portfolio and why that matters, Mm -hmm. send an email to connect at michaeldwall.com. Again, connect at com. You'll see it on the screen. Send a quick email to that. Just say, hey, I'd like the Efficient Portfolio video, okay? That way you can at least start to go down the path of the journey, really, of gaining the knowledge necessary to learn more so you can make better decisions along the way. Dalton, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed the show. Listen, as always, there's going to be folks that you know that you're texting, interacting with, sending photos of your most recent vacation to on your cell phone. I don't know, but send them the link to this show. They need to hear it. The way that we help empower more people is through you taking a few seconds and sharing this show with someone that needs to hear it so they can be empowered to make better decisions, make better choices, and ultimately fare better in their life. As always, my desire and goal is to help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. And listen, if you want some encouraging motivation, you may wanna hop over to the Michael Wall Show, another show that I have, great guests, uh, just good information encouraging you in life on your journey. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Invest Well Show. Please note that this information shared on the show is not investment advisory advice, and it may not be reflective of your personal situation or the needs that you have. If you have questions specific to your financial situation, please make sure that you reach out to an investment advisor directly, or a tax attorney or tax coach or CPA to help you with your personal situation. Any additional questions that you may have, please make sure that you seek out a professional to get the guidance needed for your specific situation. Again, all content and information shared on this show is not to be deemed as specific investment advisory advice.